0: here at Life Point, and it's my privilege as we continue with these 21 days in prayer and fasting to share God's word with you. The title of the message is Renewing Your Mind, Renewing Your Mind. So I just want to invite you to go to God in prayer this morning and let God take control of everything that's going to happen. Father God, we just want to thank you for allowing us to be here together as your children Thank you for the opportunity to worship you. Father God, we just want to leave everything in you, Father. And I pray that you can use our life. That you can speak to us. Speak to me. Speak to everyone that's here listening to the word. Father, uh, I pray. you. I, I ask you, Holy Spirit, that you take control of every heart. That you take control of my mind and life. And uh, you do what you want to do this is your place this is your people we are gathered here to just give you honor and glory in the name of jesus i pray amen amen so i want to start saying that one of the most unique gifts that God has given us as his creation is our mind the ability to think learn and choose it's just something like if you take a time to process that like how are we able to sense and to think and to process or think you will know something you will know that you have more from God than what you think you have the moment you realize that God gives you the ability to think it, it actually goes deeper because it's the same moment you know that you have You have to master, you have to drive your mind, or your mind will master and drive you. It's kind of like, sometimes you have those two thoughts in your mind, right? Have you ever been there? Like you have two different thoughts? Like your mind want to do something and you know like this is not the right thing to do. Like for example, uh, maybe you're fasting and praying during this time, and, and then you see a delicious cheesecake, with strawberry gel in the top right those are my favorites and then you oh i remember last week i ate something and I had to spit it out because i knew i was fasting that and and just the thought and and um oh maybe you want to buy something you maybe you want to get a new car and um and but you have one thought like you want to smell the new car. You want to ride a new car because somebody had a new car and you, you you want one too. But the other part of your mind is saying, like, you really don't need a car. You don't even have you, you don't even have money to afford a new car. How can you want to have one car? Or maybe you know having this struggle between yourself because it's weird. You know, like like sometimes how can you argue with somebody called yourself? I, I'm arguing with my, my own mind I have a struggle right here it's, it's a weird thing and and uh, and we're gonna go into the into the Bible what the bible says about it but had you ever been in a moment trying to convince your mind kind of like bathing your mind so your mind can go back to sleep and you telling your mind mind stop thinking because it's 3 a.m and I had to get ready in three hours to go to work, are you gonna be there? Like 3 a.m., thinking and thinking and thinking, and everyone is sleeping, and you look at your spouse, and he just snoring and everything, and you just, what's going on with me, right? And it's just battle inside your mind. Well, I want you to know, like your mind is the battleground on which the war for your emotions, with you, for your purpose. And for your effectiveness, is won or lost. You know, I heard, I heard an interview of a guy that he, he, he fights, I don't, I don't know the proper name, but maybe it's a ninja or something like that. But he says, he said, you know, like before I fight my battles, I win it or I lost, I won it or lost it on my mind. He said, this is why we make some screams. You know, know, because he said, I want to intimidate my enemy. I want him to lose the battle in his mind before even fighting the actual fight. That's what happened in our mind. I want you to know, it's your mind that the world is trying to influence by its own benefit. But better than that, it's your mind what God wants to own, what God wants to guide. If you mind that what God that God wants you to renew so you can live the abundant life that He had planned for you to live. Let's go to the Bible. And I want to invite you to open your Bible, your Bible up in the book of Romans, chapter twelve. Romans twelve verse two. I'm gonna be reading from the New International Version and uh, The verses will be on the screen as well. Romans 12, verse 2, and it says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test, but not only test, but to approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Can we put the first part of the verse on the screen? According to this verse, according to God's word, there's two ways of thinking. First way is the pattern or according or is the world's way of thinking. But in the other side, you have another way, which is God's way. But sadly, our mind, our life is usually going to the the world's way of thinking. And, and, this is, and this is why you have to see your mind like a funnel. With, uh, this is the way I see it, like a funnel with a small orifice in the bottom. And it's draining because the, ta- the time you stop believing God's truth in your life is the time you start running and empty and the time you start losing hope. If you don't get, if you don't feed yourself. If you don't feed your mind with God's truth. You're gonna get to the point that you're gonna feel I don't have a purpose in life. I know nobody. Nobody loves me. Nobody calls me. Nobody say hi to me. Nobody even text me. And you start opening the door for the 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 world way of thinking come to your life and own you. You know, um, I was reading the other day that in 2005 the national science foundation they published an article about how many thoughts per day an average person has and their conclusion was like an average person has from twelve to sixty thousand thoughts twelve thousand to sixty thousand thoughts per day and I was like okay I can relay we guys are here and the rest are here <laughs> Uh, have you ever been in a conversations? conversation? Have you ever been like, uh, you know, I, I I I always like to approach guys and talk to them and say, "Hey, how are you? Good. You? Good. Uh, where do you work? So and so. Are they hiring? No. Okay. Okay. See you. Bye bye. You know. But have you ever been in the other side, like with the girls' conversation? I rem- I remember just being in my bed and, um, and Lucy coming and asking me like, uh, uh, "What are you thinking about?" And I'm like. Nothing. Can any guy relate with me? And, and she's like, "What? How is that possible? How can you be staring at the white ceiling for so long, thinking about nothing?" And I'm like, "Well, I guess this is how we guys hibernate our minds, or oh, something. But w- this is the way we are. But um, you know, something really interesting about that, stu- that study—they were saying, like, out of those." thousand of thoughts that we have seventy-five percent of those thoughts are negative thoughts 75 percent so in your mind right now you're dealing and I don't know you keeping the count but you're dealing with like most of your thoughts might be 75% negative thoughts nothing good about you nothing good about others isn't that sad And we just do it without noticing. And and it goes over and over the repetitive day after day. And, you know, because to be honest, you haven't noticed your mind is whispering to you all the time. And and maybe you hear some voices in your mind saying, like, you won't be able to make it. You know, like your future is doomed. Uh, you won't be able to overcome your fears. Uh, one day you will go to ruin. Um, uh, nobody loves you. God doesn't hear your prayers. Nobody loves you. You're ugly. You, you won't be able. And you go through to the, to those thoughts and, according to this world, and you stop renewing your mind, and then you start losing hope because the reality, is like those seventy-five percent of negative thoughts in your mind, is it, it, just a reflection. Or what's going on? Is it a reflection of the battle that is happening for the control of your mind? You hear that? It's just a battle. It's a continuous battle for the control of your mind. And you can decide if you want to think how this world thinks. 75% negative thought Or you want to build your life and God's truth and believe what he has for you. What the Bible said for you. You know, if you know who you are in God, you know who you are not. And the enemy cannot deceive you. If you stand in God's truth. You know that your mind is like a, it's like a field. Imagine a field, harvest field. If you don't plant the good seed, the enemy is going to plant weeds all around it. Have you, have you ever had a garden... That maybe you neglected, you didn't take care of it, and then you come back and what do you see? We're all around it, right? He just said, "I can," and you know, and we tend to insure everything out of homes, our pets, everything we have, and we neglect to take care of our own minds. This is what the Bible is saying, because John ten ten said that. You had the enemy that ruled this world. Even Jesus called him the prince of the world, and the Bible said that John 10:10 10, 10, that he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He comes to steal your purpose for life. He's here to kill your dreams, plan of life for you, and he's and he's there to destroy your relationship with God. Let's put Romans 12-2 one more time on the screen. Romans 12-2, renewing your mind. And it said, do not conform to the pattern of this world. Don't follow world's way of thinking, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So what does it mean to have a renewed mind? And, and I will tell you, there's, there's many concepts that you will find what does it mean a renewed mind is? But let's take a look at this one. Let's put the, the concept. What does a renewed mind is? Can we put it Can we on the next screen? The next, um, okay, the renewed mind is the interpretation of life through the lens of God's Word. It's the, is the interpretation of life through the lens of God's word. You know like life is all about interpretation and discernment. You know like the same situation that can happen to someone can bring that person to God in the same exact situation. The same exact sorrow and pain can lead somebody away because they both interpreted different ways. The same situation. I want you to know that God wants you to see life through his lens, He like me having this lens right here. I can see without them, but I don't see clearly, but when I put them on, I can see much better what's going on. I can' even see that person that is falling asleep on the road <laughs> right I can see much better God's world helped me to see better to interpret to discern this life so you' praying God this 2022 to have a change in your life and you're praying God to, to, to make it, to do something new, to have a transformation I want you to know that that starts with you don't expect to have a transformation a change in your life if you're not willing to lead that change it's going to be impossible right? everything starts with you so this is what, what is a renewed mind and I want to share with you three principles, three practical principles, how a renewed mind looks like. And I want you to know, like the Bible, there is a lot in the Bible about a mind. Actually, there's at least 127 verses that explicitly have the word mind in it. But I want to share only three with you this morning. And the first one is, you're taking notes, always review your feed. You want to have a renewed mind in Christ, and you want to have a renewed mind in your identity, you have to renew your feet. Where is the content? of you watching? What is the content? Or you were listening coming from? Proverbs 23 7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he, right? Because we know. That, this, that decision, that what you thought, your decisions determine your destiny. Right? And Jesus put it in a different way. Jesus said, you will know a, f- a tree, but it's fruit, right? So let me ask you, who are you following? What voices are you listening to? Is, it, is the content that you put it in your mind, is leading you to lust? Is it leading you to... Envy is leading you to sin, it's leading you to be to, to not think up good about yourself or about others. And maybe this is the time. these 21 days of prayer and fasting. maybe this is the time that you say, "God, you know what? I want to surrender some things to you. There are some feats in my life like I don't know what I have this in my mind. I don't even know what I'm thinking having this, but I want to surrender to you. This is the time. I want you to know that there's nothing better. There's no better fit for you, for your mind than God's word. There's nothing better than God's word for your own life. I want to invite you. I want to encourage you. I want to challenge you to make God's word your daily bread or your coffee bread, whatever you eat or drink every day, whatever you do every day. Just make God's word that every day that you consume, that you, you put in your life. And also, I want to invite you, and you come to life point. I want to invite you to join this, in this 2022 life group. This is not because their life group are perfect, but this is just because there are people with the same mission than you that get closer, that have a closer relationship, a deeper relationship with God than you. And, and you need to be around that people. You know, like there is, there is a concept that says that you become the average of the five, pers- the five people that you hang out the most with. You become their the average. What are you listening? What are you planning to do? Where are you going? Everything, you, the conversations. You become the average, the, the five people that you, you hang out with the most. So join a life group. You know like the first church in Acts? You read the book of Acts? They had two main qualities. They were always growing in the world. And they were always growing in communion. So get to God's word in this 2022. Join a life group. Just coming out with people with the same mission that you have. Um you know thinking about reviewing your feet. Had you ever been called had you ever been close to an elephant? Had you maybe you have how many of you have been close to an elephant? Um maybe in a circles or maybe um uh, you have seen it on TV, but they, they're enormous animals. And I was reading about them, and one of the things that like, took my attention, they were saying, like, adult males, they can grow up to 10 feet tall. They can eat up to 300 pounds of food daily. Can you imagine that? 300 pounds of food daily. And they were saying they can even weigh up to 6 tons. So... The question is, you have seen them performing. You have you had seen an elephant captive. How can they, they keep this enormous animal captive in a circus? And I, what I was reading, it's interesting, but it was saying, like when the when the their babies, babies elephants, they're trained in a way that they tie to one of the front legs. Uh, 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 they tie a rope to the front legs to stake in the ground and obviously because the elephants are small in that time the, uh, only a thin rope is necessary and, and that elephant is trying to break and trying to struggle trying to pull that rope but it gets to the point that he realizes in his mind that he won't be able to break that rope and you know what he does he just give up gives up and obviously the elephant grows fast and becomes an adult elephant but in his mind he still thinks like that rope can't hold him he still thinks like oh I won't be able to break that rope I try once I won't be able to break it and that rope is still holding him a guy that weighs 6 tons that has 10 feet 10 feet tall that eat 300 pounds of food daily. But a small, thin rope is still having him captive. And I'm wondering how many times the enemy talked to us the same lies over and over. We can put that that picture one more time uh, just for a little longer. How many times the enemy lied to us and how many times we start believing the, the enemy's lies to the point that his lie has become your truth. And then you feel captive. And you feel, I won't be able to break this re- toxic relationship. And then you feel, I won't be able to break this poisoning cycle in my life. Because I tried once. I had tried I tried different times. I've tried because you forget that you have your identity in Christ. How many times? You have forget that. And I want you to know something before you leave. Please, please. Don't leave without knowing that there's nothing or nor anyone that can stop God's plan for your life to set you free. Let me say that again. There's nothing, nor anyone, that can stop God's plan for you to be free. Yes, absolutely. And I want to invite you to tell the person next to you, break that rope in the name of Jesus. Can you tell to the person next to you? And you're watching online, just type it in the chat, break that rope. In the name of Jesus, you have been set free in Him. You're no slave anymore. You're children of God. You're children of God. You are children of God. This is how Proverbs four twenty three says. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Review your feet. You know, there is an IT concept. I don't know if you've you heard about it. But it's called G-I-G-O. Anybody, anyone anyone knows that concept? G-I-G-O. There you go. That's it. Garbage in, garbage out. Which implies you put bad input in your life. This is what you're getting out. If you start believing what the enemy is saying, that you are, instead of... Relying on God's truth, that's what's coming out, that's what's going to come out of you as as well. Garbage in, garbage out. Review your faith. Principle number two take God's truth instead of your feelings. Take God's truth instead of your feelings, or trust God's truth instead of your feelings. This is like the worst. The worst thing you and I can do is just let our feelings, emotions drive us. This is the worst thing we can do. Because emotions, they're led by the moment. Emotions act good when when there's a good time, where there's a good situation, when you're traveling, when you, everything's good but your feelings and emotions start acting up in a period of time when there is a change when there, when there is waiting when there is no, something that annoys you and then you don't have to let your feeling lead you God's truth is the way you have to lead yourself how can you master your emotion you master your emotion but having a strong conviction and God's word what he said about you what he's saying that you are I want you to know like God says that you're loved. This is the truth that you need to know. This is the truth that you have to have in your mind. Don't let those don't be part of those 75% average person, people that think negative thoughts about themselves. Know that you are loved. John three sixteen. Know that you have a purpose. Jeremiah twenty eleven. Know that you're His, Zephaniah 3.17. Know that, God, that you can do everything in Christ, Philippians 4.13. Know that God will never leave you, Matthew 28.19. Know God's truth and build your life in the truth of God, rely on Him, and know in your own opinion, and your own understanding. Have you, ever, have you ever thought or are you ever in that middle way when you are having a thought and then you feel like, I don't know if this thought is coming from God or coming from the enemy? I have been there. How many of you have been there? And you feel like, I don't know, but I'm thinking, is. this is God, this is you? Or this is the other guy, right? Like, you kind of like doubting uh what's going on, what decision do I need to take? And, and this is something basic, something simple. But I have learned it, and, and it has given me purpose. You have sinned. You have fall. You feel like, man, God, I failed you. And that thought of remorse is taking you away from God, and you're thinking like, God, I don't deserve you. I don't want to come to church anymore. I don't want to pray anymore. I don't deserve to be in my life group. I, I don't want to pray. I don't want to do anything because, God, I don't deserve you. I want you to know, like, as good as that thought could be, it's coming from the enemy. But if you fall, you sin, and you're in the mud, and, and, and you feel that remorse, but that remorse is taking you closer to God, and you feel, man, I need to pray more. God, I fail you, but I want to just surrender my life. Uh, help me to overcome, help me to discern what the situations are. I promise you, that thought is coming from God. Thought coming from the enemy leads you away from God. A thought coming from God, regardless of what you have done, is always taking you back to God. I want you to know that regardless of what you do, regardless of what's going on in your life, God knows, He already knew that, you, that we will fall short. He knew that, but still He chose us and decided to love us with un- unending love. Hope that gives you confidence and knows like you always can come to your parent to, to your father. It's like the prodigal son, right? He's waiting, he's expecting his dad to receive him with a slap in the face. Well, it was a well deserved one, but what, what he da- does when he comes, he just cuddles him and he gives a kiss and he just put in a new robe and give him a new ring and he said, Let's celebrate. Because you were lost and you have been found. That's how you God works. This is what God wants you to. and I to know. There's nothing. Romans 8. There's nothing that can separate you and separate me from God's word. Nothing can, de- can separate us from God's word. And you know what? The enemy knows that he doesn't have power against the ability of God's word to transform you. Unless... You let the enemy put a leash on you, stick to, to the ground, and make you think the opposite. He already knows he don't have anything to do with God's word. It's kind of like when a dog is barking at you, and, and, and the owner say, "No, he won't bite you. He won't bite you. He just bark." You know what? You know what? You know what? that that's that's a tactic of the enemy. The enemy cannot touch you. Because you have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. You have the Holy Spirit inside of you. So he cannot touch you. But you know what he's going to do? He's going to intimidate you from far. And give you negative thoughts to your mind. And then this leads us to the third principle. And I'm going to finish with that one. I want to invite the band to come to stage. And, and um, um, lead us in song. The enemy cannot touch you. He, he, the enemy cannot see. He, 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 he never would know what, he never will be able to know what you think thinking, your thoughts. But what he will do, he will try to intimidate you and make you think they got the thoughts. I got the same, renew your mind. Here's the last point. Know who your real enemy is. You want to have a renewed mind? you have to have your mind set in the right way knowing who your real enemy is um, a few weeks ago I was reading about a few illnesses and one that took my attention one called lupus and the way I see it is this in that there is an autoimmune system and the, the, its purpose is to defend us against attacks from outside attacks but when that our immune system is not working properly, when it's losing its sense, what is happening? Instead of defending, start start attacking. It starts attacking your own body, and attack and start attacking organs, and uh, and the person gets worse because it's losing its purpose. Know who your real enemy is. This is what Ephesians 6:12 says, "You want to know who your real enemy is in life? This is what the Bible says, Ephesians 6 verse 12, "For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. But this is what the Bible says who your real enemies are. We're fighting against evil rulers, authorities of the unseen world against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. I want you to know that your brother is not your enemy. You don't have to fight your brother. You are meant to protect your brother. You know, sometimes our minds just gets sidetracked and we get confused by the way this world thinks and we forgot God's truth and then instead of defending my brother I do the same thing and I start attacking my brothers and then I get I get the wrong weapons fresh weapons and I decide to find my brothers and sisters and I decide to, to fight the wrong battle. And then pointing to the wrong targeting. And start shooting at them. But the Bible said no your real enemy know who your real enemy is. You know, like your real enemies know your spouse. You should be the number one show leader for your spouse. By the way, you should be the one that celebrates small, big accomplishments. You should be the one that is with him or with her when it's, when it's down. When you tell like your marriage was not made a boxing match. But also to be a team, to walk together in life. your co-worker is not your enemy you need to know who your real enemy is your boss is not your enemy a family member is not your enemy how can you compete with your own children? how can you compete with your own parents instead speak life speak word of life to them because they're not your enemy. You're losing the battle. You're looking at other people like your enemies. Even I want to go deeper. That person that hurt you, God is saying that's not your enemy. That person that intended evil against you is not your enemy. God said that you were our enemies. Our, our, our Christians are evil rulers. And we get distracted fighting a human fight and losing the big deal, the big fight that we need to be fighting. You know, that like you won't be able to find in the Bible a verse that gives you authority to hate someone. One day you will go to heaven and you will have no reason to tell God. To prove God, God, I hated a person because they did did this to me. They said this to me. We said, "Oh, you kidding me?" They weren't your real enemies. They're not your real enemies. This is what Jesus says. But I tell you, love your enemies. You know this. I know this is this is not easy to say, right? And. It was even harder for for the people, the first the first people that Jesus was speaking to, because it was the Israelites that they were under the Roman Empire, and and, and Jesus is saying, I know they had they had done so bad to you, but what Jesus is telling them, you need to love them. You need to love them, even if they have, they have done wrong with you. This is what Jesus is saying. Pray for your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. It's changing everything in you, right? you, you think like somebody persecuted me? <laughs> Just wait because I'm going to come, come after you. God said, pray, 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 pray instead. This is why. This is this is what. This is the reason Jesus gives. Jesus said, "So you might be children of your Father in heaven." He causes His Son to rise on evil and good. Jesus said, "Forgive one another." Ephesians four twenty six says, "In your anger do not sin." This is part of having a renewed mind, Christ. And I will give you this last one and it's going to be on the screen. Hopefully we all can read and meditating on it. You know? Do not take revenge, my dear friends. Do not take revenge, my dear friends. But leave room for God's wrath, for it's written. It's mine to avenge. I will repay, say the Lord. And what God is doing with you and with me, you know what He's doing? He's protecting our mind and our hearts to get garbage in. You know like hating? Hate is garbage that you put inside of yourself. When God wants to heal you, when God wants to bring his pur- purpose to you, you see what Romans 12, 21 also says overcome evil with good overcome evil with good I want to invite you to close your eyes let's go to God in prayer and I don't know what are your resolution for this 2022 but I want you to know remind you that you have a new identity in Christ And God wants you to have a renewed mind according to to this world, but according to the way he thinks. So always review the feed. Take God's truth. Know what you feel. Know who your real enemy is. And I have a question for you as we pray. What are are you going to do with the time you have left in life? Do you know like you're not going to be here forever? But what, what are you going to do with the time that you have left? If you don't redirect your mind the way you're thinking, listen to this, if you, do, if you don't redirect your mind, your way of thinking, you might lose the best time of your life. Let me tell you, you haven't sung your best song yet, You haven't had your best thought yet. You haven't had your best idea yet. You haven't had your best life yet. But everything starts with you. You want to experience a change in your life. You have to be willing to lead that change. When I open... I want to open this moment to to ask you. You want to give total control of your life to God. This This is the time to do it. Why to wait? You say, God, I want you to have total control of my mind, my heart, my emotions, my feelings. You say, God, help me to break that rope. I have been for a long time. I know you, you want to make me free. I want you to know you, need, you thought that everything was lost. I have good news for you. Jesus is here. He's here to heal you, to save you, to set you free. You want to open your mind, you want to open your heart, give your life to Christ. I want you to say this with me. God, I give you my life. This is the moment that you can surrender to him and say God today I give you my life you may have a longer conversation with God later but everything starts with surrendering repenting say, God I give you my life today I want to pray for you this morning because the most significant story for your life starts with surrendering everything to God Father God, we come to you and we ask you, Father, that you take control of everything we have, everything we own, everything is yours, God. Father, we ask for forgiveness for all the time that we have been just beating our heads up, trying to do our own way, losing or fighting the wrong battle. Father, I pray, Father, that you can renew our minds in a way that never been before. I wanna thank you for the time that you allow us to be in your word. And I pray that this word transforms us. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.